to another episode of the Business Blast podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Wagner. Today, I have Chris Fidele with us, and he was the youngest major party nominee for federal office in the 2016 election, challenging Trey Gowdy in South Carolina's 4th District. He now co-hosts a podcast on South Carolina politics called Pod Meadow and works as a public defender in Greenville County. So welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me. It's awesome to be here. Of course. Grateful to have you on. So, Chris, the first one that we ask on this show is, what is the best story from your life that has an underlying valuable message? I think uh, probably the most important story that I tell people that really kind of sums up, you know, part of why I ran for office and why I continue to stay involved in politics um, comes from my mom growing up. Um, Whenever she has this like weird habit where if we're out to eat or if we have a, a meal or something and she like finishes her plate, she doesn't just like eat the food on it. She like cleans the plate. And sometimes it can be a little bit embarrassing, like if we're in public or something. Um, but it comes from, she grew up with a big Catholic family. She was one of 11 kids. Um, her dad worked for the church, so he did not make a lot of money. Um, and food was frequently scarce for them. A, uh, you know, a chicken dinner was like one chicken, 13 mouths. Um, and a lot of times her typical school lunch was a mayonnaise sandwich and a bag of Fritos. Um, so when we, if me and my sister will like say something to her and we're out in public or something about like, Hey, mom, chill out. She'll always be quick to remind us. You don't know what it's like to be hungry. Mm. And that's the thing that always sticks with me is because she's right. I don't know what it's like to be hungry, but because I've seen her and her experience and know about her experiences, I know that I can't turn a blind eye to people that are hungry. You know, I know that it affects people. And I think it's a, it's a powerful message about we can't be blind to the suffering or struggle of others to pretend like it doesn't affect us or like we're somehow detached and apart from it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's a really important thing. And I think uh, more people need to be more cognizant of that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what is the most valuable piece of information we should know that's within your expertise or industry? Um, I think, well, most, I'm a, I've only been practicing law for a few years. So most people talk to me, it's usually younger people who are thinking about running for office. Um, and the piece of advice that I give to them is do it. Um, the, the old Gandhi quote of we are, you know, we be the change that you want to see in the world. It's totally true. Don't wait for anyone else. Um, when I was campaigning, um, The state wrote a news article about uh, Democrats that were running in the 2016 election, state being Columbia, South Carolina's major newspaper. Um, And my favorite quote that I had in the media was, we made the headline, it was SC Democrats, quote, sick of waiting. And that really summed up what it was like for me growing up in Spartanburg, South Carolina, going to school in Columbia, South Carolina, returning to Greenville, South Carolina. I was sick of waiting for somebody with good ideas and who is really serious about making positive change to step up and run for office and do it in a way that I respected and liked. Yeah, man, dude, it is incredible that, that you did it, man. So I, uh, 
I am, uh, I honor that, honestly. Um, it is, it is very cool because most people, even, I mean, me personally, I haven't, uh, thought about really like doing anything political, but I, I know how difficult it was for me to even make the decision to drop out and start my own company. Like now thinking back, I'm like, that wasn't so bad. But at the time, like mentally, when I was like 20 years old, that was very, very daunting. So right. to be, to even like consider like running for office and I'm not sure how old were you when you when you ran like around there 22 or so. I was 26 at the time. It was the first cycle that I was allowed by the Constitution to run. Oh, okay. see, I don't even know. <laughs> I was 25 to run for U.S. House. Got it. So you couldn't have been 22. I got you. Right. Exactly. Um, but even then, I mean, now I'm 27, and I still feel like, whoa, that would be a lot of work <laughs> to do. Yeah. That. So it wasn't. And looking back on it, it's the most stressful. And you know, I've never worked harder or cared more about anything, and so it made it extremely stressful i had to people that were dependent on me financially and professionally to um to organize and manage them as far as my campaign staff go yeah um, people that worked really really hard for me but it does it just goes to show you know our audience here that you know if you do really care about something like you can make it happen and i think that's why it's most important to like find your why um and that's what i tell people a lot like i i had trouble like doing my homework and stuff in school but i can but then running my own business i'm not saying it's easy but because i love what i do i don't find it to be actually that difficult right you know yeah, because it's like it's, the, i can't like what you do you never work right yeah so um the next one i got for you is what is your best piece of overall business advice so not necessarily industry specific um the the quote that when i think about that the quote i always think about is what my property professor my first year of law school said to us um when our last class with him and he you know he kind of made it really dramatic he was guys there's one piece of advice i really really want you to take home of anything else but more important than anything i've taught you in this class as far as the law goes and he pauses and he goes don't be a jerk <laughs> just be nice to people be easy to work with um, relationships are, are everything I think in life and of course in business as well. So, um, you don't dismiss anyone. You don't disregard anyone. I can tell you running in a long shot seat in politics. I remember the people that dismissed me and I remember the people that gave me a shot or listened to me or supported me when I was not a, you know, super likely to win candidate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I'm with you, man. Relationships, I think are everything. And I also, there's like that Ralph Waldo Emerson quote where you can learn something from every man. Like I, mm-hmm. that's, I totally agree with that. No matter if it's a homeless person or if it's somebody who's worth a billion dollars, I, I do believe like through whatever they've been through, through their story and like just them as an individual, you can learn something and have a positive relationship with, with anyone really. Um, right. So uh, I'm curious on your answer to this next one. If you could give your younger self uh, one piece of advice, what would that be? Ooh, that, that is, that's a deep one because there's, you, you, you always want to like say, hey, I live my life with no regrets. I didn't make any wrong decisions. But I would definitely say I wish as far as the run for office goes, I would have planned more and done more work in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it's kind of like a cardinal sin to even admit that we like you were not perfectly organized, but that's that's the reality of it. But behind the the veil, behind the, the curtain in politics, you realize that there is no such thing as magic, and it's a lot of people just working their tails off because they really believe in something. Yeah. Um, so I would have had more of the I had the passion and I had the knowledge on issues, but I would have been more well versed in the 
nitty gritty of what is my day-to-day life going to look like and what does it take to really not just have a message because I had the message, but what does it take to get the message out? Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, kind of going a little bit down a different path. In your opinion, what is the key to happiness? Um, I think it's, I would say balance uh, more than anything else. I don't think um, this, I'm a, I'm a philosophy major. So um, I remember reading, and I'm, I'm going to butcher the name now. Sorry, my philosophy professors, but um, <laughs> Aristotle's Nicomenian ethics at, I'm, I'm, you might even need to cut that out. I've probably killed that, uh, no, no, you're good, that you're pronunciation. Good. But the, the whole point about his theory of ethics was that like, it's not being courageous is not about never turning around and running away. Um, and being cur- courageous is about knowing when to be afraid and still sticking there. Mm-hmm. It's not having no fear of death or whatever. It's people who are afraid and still stay in the paint, stay in the fight. Um, so I would, I would say balance all things, you know, apply to whether it's your work or life, whether it's relationships, whether it's a hobby or passion you have. It, it, I think if you put all your eggs in one basket or you go all in one way or another, um, you're not really going to achieve what it means to be a complete and fulfilled human being. And then what is the best book that you've read and what was the number one thing you learned from that? Um, I would have to go back to my favorite childhood book called The Phantom Tollbooth. Have you ever heard of that? No, I actually have not. Um, it is an awesome, awesome book. Um, and what I learned from that is loving to learn. The whole book is is kind of this fantastic adventure, but it's follows this kid through all kinds of different scholars, through numbers and letters and words. And it's about um, not wasting your time on idle tasks. You know, spending a lot of time doing stuff doesn't mean that you're actually doing anything, if you think about it like that. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's about uh, really just having a passion for learning. And it's the kid's passion for uh, not just learning, but appreciating all the different things about the world to not just like having knowledge given to you by somebody else, but going out and experiencing things and gaining knowledge that way. Um, it really captured my imagination as a kid and it really inspired me to be like, it, it's cool to learn. I want to be this guy that, that keeps learning about things, about the world around him. Mm. And then uh, what is your favorite quote and why? Um, My favorite quote is going to be from my favorite philosopher. Um, His name was Bertrand Russell. He's a 20th century philosopher uh, from England. Um, And he wrote a essay called The Good Life. And the the thesis of that essay, which has kind of become my personal mantra since I first read this book, like in high school, but it's the good life is one inspired by love and guided by knowledge mm. meaning that you um you know you you experience and feel love as a as a powerful emotion and empathy and compassion and things like that but your actual actions are not just guided by that it's guided by knowledge by facts by how do you best effectuate effect yeah effectuate your love for others or you know other living things whatever it is you use knowledge to guide hone and fashion that mm-hmm. Um, well, listen, thank you so much for coming on. The last one that I got for you, I'm sure our audience is curious, is where can our audience best find you online? So please, by all means, um, subscribe, like, and follow Podmeadow Politics. Um, I didn't even get to plug it yet, but Podmeadow Politics is the, the podcast that I work on right now. It covers South Carolina politics. Um, myself and my co-host, Jared Wiggins, uh, started that because we did not think there was an outlet for particularly younger people to get engaged in South Carolina politics and hear what it's like behind that curtain. Um, so that's what uh, Podmeadow is all about. We have really fantastic people we bring on an interview. 
You can find us online, Pod Meadow Politics. We're available on all platforms where you can find podcasts. Um, you can also find us on Twitter and Facebook as well at Pod Meadow. That's P O D M E T T O. Perfect, man. Thank you again for coming on. Thank you so much, Tyler. I really appreciate it.